all around the world, all around the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now tuned in to the EPB podcast, all around the world edition, weekly topical of me as a fan, talking about the events of the world as it relates to the beautiful game. What's up, y'all? Checking in with my people on Instagram, and we are finally also live on TikTok doing these. What's up, TikTok? What's happening? What's happening? TikTok, this is a, a weekly thing. I go live. I try to, uh, I try to uh, go live and interact with people and just talk about what, uh, what I've seen around the world in, in football. And I'm not going to make this too long today. Um, just saying what's up to the people who joined uh, IG Live. What's up? Uh, I want to tell you all a little bit about my trip. Last week, um, I embarked on a trip to Newcastle and Liverpool. I went to uh, uh, St. James Park in Newcastle and Anfield in Liverpool. Um, very interesting experiences, very different experiences. Well, one was on Tuesday for, the, uh, for a historic night at St. James, James Park. It was uh, their welcome back to the Champions League. It was a huge game against PSG. Um, and the park was rocking. Um, uh, St. James, I've heard, has one of the best atmospheres in football. And I can confirm today that that is absolutely correct. St. James Park is literally the best atmosphere uh, that I've experienced. And I've experienced only a, a, little, a little bit. I've experienced World Cups and I've experienced like a couple of games, a couple of Champions League games. But and I've, I've never experienced anything like this. It was it was deafening. The sound was deafening in there. It was lit. Um, yeah, I'm going to have a vlog up on YouTube so you can really dive into some of the sights uh, and sounds for that matter. But again, it was it was the loudest environment, sports environment I've probably ever been in. Um, second to that is maybe like a USC UCLA football game at the Rose Bowl that I went to years ago. No, nah, you know what? That's third. I'm going to say second to that is I went to see Seattle Seattle's uh, I was about to say Seattle Sounders. I went to see the Seattle American football team who I can't even think of their names. It's not Seattle Sounders, it's the Seattle Seahawks. I went to go see the Seahawks play the Atlanta Falcons and probably like what 20 16, 17, um, caught up with my boy. Shout out Carson, shout out Rob Nonamaker, my people. Um, went to see that and, uh, and it was loud as fuck in Seattle for sure. It, it was the, one of the uh, most exciting and energized experiences I've seen. Um, they packed that stadium out. I wanna say that stadium's around 60, 70,000 people, but just the way it's shaped, the, the noise, and I will say that that does not even compare to the noise in St. James Park. I swear, I swear. Everybody in that thing uh, was was decked out in their their magpie black and white stripes. Um, shout out Maddie, uh, my boy Master introduced me to my boy Maddie over there. Um, super cool dude. He had said to me, another Chelsea fan by the way, and we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about Chelsea. But uh, Maddie, you said to me that. Um, no other uh, stadium around the world, and specifically, I want—I think you were talking about the Premier League, but uh, no, no other club has every single person decked out in some kind of magpie paraphernalia um, while attending the game. Um, and I asked you specifically because he was talking about Liverpool. 
uh, when he was talking about that. And 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 Liverpool, he was like, they they don't even they don't even wear the shirt. You know, they they might sing, they might do this, they don't even wear the shirt. And I can con- confirm just from that experience that he's right. First of all, Anfield, disappointing, disappointing. I I have to say now now granted th- this is like you know take this with a grain of salt because again. I went to see Newcastle play PSG for the first time. Uh, I don't think it was the first time ever they've played PSG, but definitely in the Champions League. And uh, obviously PSG, a historic uh, perennial powerhouse over the last decade now with all that new oil money. Um, And Newcastle, who's just now uh, entered into their oil money stage or their, 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 uh, you know, Middle East money phase but they have because of financial fair play they haven't been able to just build a team buy it you know buy a team um so they've been doing it really methodically and they've got a a really good team uh set together and everybody the energy was electric now that compared to a europa league match against union whatever out of uh belgium nobody knows who they are nobody will remember um of course, the atmospheres will be a little bit different, but I, you know, I w- atmosphere is atmosphere. I was told, you know, you, you know, you go you go into Anfield, and Anfield was packed, by the way. I don't think there was an empty seat in the house. Uh, we were sitting all the way to the corner. I'm gonna have that vlog coming out, uh, that chapter coming out this weekend, the Newcastle one uh, experience that's coming out tomorrow. Keep it locked if you haven't already. Please subscribe to YouTube. Um, that was an experience, hundred percent. Uh, but yeah, nothing, nothing compared to St. James Park. Um, that was just, that was just next level. So the trip was great. Uh, PSG got washed in that, uh, in that, we'll talk about the Newcastle game first. Yeah. PSG was washed. I was completely shocked. Um, first of all, I was completely shocked at St. James, the walk to St. James, the, the environment around it again, like I'm, I'm maybe talking too much, just go and check it out on YouTube when, when you see it. Um, uh, let me bring up. Let me bring up the baby. She's coming. Say what's up to the world, baby. The French bully. Um, but all right, you gotta sit down. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a really nice and clean stadium. We we were lucky enough. I don't know what. So I got these tickets off of StubHub, and I've already been on a rant about StubHub. I don't like StubHub. I don't like buying from StubHub. I'm gonna tell you this really quickly. Uh, I got it just because I, I didn't know where else to look. I went to PSG's website, tried to get away tickets. There weren't any available. I went to Newcastle's website, tried to get tickets, none available. It was only on resale sites um, via GoGo, which uh, I want to say is attached to StubHub. Um, didn't have anything. Regardless, StubHub was the only thing that had anything. And I really wanted to go. So I had to kind of suck it up, um, create a separate account on StubHub because I still have some some issues with my original account yammed up all that's neither here nor there all you need to know is i did go on StubHub. i purchased these tickets i get to newcastle the day of and my tickets aren't available i didn't get them in the email they were supposed to be instant tickets i'm tripping i'm calling StubHub international seeing what's up yet again what a foul company they have no idea they said oh these tickets were canceled i said huh that's funny you know because when my t- when the tickets i was selling uh, I didn't have available. I had to pay for them. And you were also giving that person, that buyer, uh, replacement tickets. But nobody's reached out to me for replacement tickets. I'm going on a rant. I don't need to go this far. But all that to say is StubHub effed me. But in the 11th hour, I was able to secure some tickets 
uh, to that game anyway. I mean, I was sitting in a hotel in Newcastle freaking out. Like, why did I fly all the way here to not go see the game? Ended up going to see the game. Uh, the tickets were a more expensive than the, the StubHub tickets that I purchased. Um, they were in the like, they were just, they were in like $500 range. Hella expensive. I don't spend that much on tickets. But again, I was there. There was a crisis. Boom. Um, uh, we get there and the seats are actually amazing. We go up some elevator. We're in some lobby. We're drinking beers uh, that, they're, they're, that they're giving us in the lobby. Again, check, check. Keep, go subscribe to the YouTube. Keep an eye out. I'm dropping that video tomorrow. It's going to be great. But the second we walked in the stadium, the, 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 the noise was deafening. Um, I don't know if anybody's watched uh, documentaries, um, the Newcastle documentary. It's not necessarily an all or nothing. It's this one's, but it is on Amazon and it's like a Newcastle. We are Newcastle documentary. Good one. And I, and, and kind of to get in the, in the, in the mode, I, uh, went and, um, downloaded it to watch on the plane on the way there. Um, and, and it was, it, it really, it really did, did wonders. It talked about Sean Longstaff who was a local grown boy. Um, it talked about Daniel Byrne, um, Brad, uh, Byrne, who, uh, who both scored. Local hometown heroes scored against PSG. They got waxed. PSG got waxed 4-1. I know you guys saw the score. Um, but again, the energy in the stadium was next level, and they were killing PSG. One note. Because you know PSG is uh, my pseudo, my 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 adopted team. I lo I love them. I love Mbappe, obviously, and 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 I I'm interested in what they're building there. I will say that though, despite despite PSG getting absolutely mollywopped, I'm gonna say this right now. I think it'll be a lot different uh, when Newcastle makes their way back over to Paris, and I think it'll be a lot different in the group in general. This is. This is like really set the stage for the group. Obviously, Newcastle and PSG are the only ones who have wins in the group now. So they're one and two, respectively. Um, but, you know, and Milan still, you know, still can't, can't, can't get a point from their games. Um, but I will say that in watching how PSG are playing, they did not want it. They came into St. James Park and they, everybody in the stadium, everybody in the city, everybody wanted it. The, the noise was crazy. The, the energy and effort was crazy. I mean, I mean, like the first play of the game, I mean, shit, first 10 minutes of the game, PSG were controlling possession and they weren't doing anything with it. They were just doing this um, very Luis Enrique style of play where it starts with the keeper and Donnarumma passes it to Marquinhos. And and they were waiting for the press trigger. Obviously, the press trigger is when the ball went wide. Uh, you know, Anthony Gordon beeline to uh, Hakimi and then the press started. But while PSG were possessing it and 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 uh, Newcastle were waiting for that trigger, even at times where Newcastle didn't get to the press in time, but might have might have just gotten Hakimi to play the ball in a weird way that he didn't want to. Or there was a time where uh, Anthony Gordon literally like tackled the ball out of bounds. They didn't recover the ball, but they just tackled it back out of bounds. The stadium was was crazy. It was absolutely nuts. And uh, and they cheered every tackle. They cheered every bad pass uh, PSG made. And I'm not just talking about the fans. I'm talking about. Uh, literally on the field you can go back and watch that game you see there was passion in it um but again the, the thing i will say about psg uh that i maintain 
is not only do they have great players, but Luis Enrique is a uh, is a quality coach, and it's not taking that much time, but it will take a little bit more time. But I am seeing the quality in the players now slowly linking up with the quality in coaching, and that's so wild to say in a Champions League match uh, where you get waxed uh, four to one. But uh, that's exactly what happened. Um, he need, definitely needs some help in the midfield. Maybe the January transfer window will help them this time. But uh, PSG looked dangerous. And if they really like click, it's, it takes it's that, that, that stuff takes time. It's going to be tough for them this year. But towards the end of the game, some of the interplay I was seeing, and this is this is already when uh, when they were being washed. This is probably they're down three nil to uh, Newcastle at this point. But they're just they're just their demeanor the whole game, though very low energy, was very uh, consistent in that they were calm. So yeah, like maybe that's not the attitude you want to bring to St. James Park. You want to be a little bit more up and energized. But in terms of this playing out of the back style that Luis Enrique like is not playing like he's not playing around with it. It's clear that that is what they're gonna do. Donnarumma, I don't know if he's that good with his feet. So, but he wasn't the issue, honestly. He wasn't the issue. The issue was uh, with, with, with Newcastle so far pressed up, um, all of this kind of uh, possession football, playing out of the back football, was, um, was just not working. And, and they stuck to it, which was crazy. So I don't know if somewhere along the line, once they figure it out, he's going to implement some of that, like, uh, you know, some of that dangerous speed and attack that they have with Colomuani, Dembele, and, and Mbappe. But uh, that's what I saw. I, I saw a team that, you know, has a lot of quality players, did, did not come prepared to, to play in, the, in that game. And, uh, and uh, that's just what happened. So, um, yeah, uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think this means anything for PSG. Again, it was a really historic night for Newcastle. But... Uh, if PSG figure that out, it's it's going to look real scary. I, th- I honestly think they're just missing like one or two very conf- competent uh, midfield pieces. Maybe one as more of a, a defensive. I don't know if Danilo Pereira can can make that happen. Um, uh, definitely Vitinha is calm on the ball and can make that happen. He didn't start that game. When he came in, it was a little bit different. Um but yeah, Mbappe, Mbappe was nowhere to be found. I mean, dude, like it was freezing. It wasn't freezing. It was cold though, and it was like misting, and and the stadium was raucous. It was it was a crazy environment. I, I can imagine to play in. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what PSG looks like uh, uh, coming back and see you know how they handle Newcastle at uh, at Parc de Prince. Um, so that atmosphere, amazing. By comparison, and, and, and Newcastle, the city, is pretty dope, too. Uh, you know, it's a small town. It feels kind of like a little college town, uh, but uh, a good experience. Um, that compared to Liverpool, Anfield, really dope-looking field, really dope stadium. Um, again, just, just like St. James Park, it was just kind of like north of the city. Actually, no, no, no. St. James Park, this, the, 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 it, it, was, it wasn't north of the city. It was like in the city center. Like, the park is... That where everything happens, right? Liverpool, it's it's you know more like a, a normal stadium that you would see in any big city, where it's off you know up up in the north end or off to the side or whatever. Uh, it was up there. It was great, um, great looking. 
uh, better looking people in Liverpool, I would say just, you know, like pound for pound. It was just probably a bigger city. Um, but I will say that, yeah, Anfield, just not the atmosphere I was expecting. I will say we missed You'll Never Walk Alone as we were trying to find our way to our seats. Seats were also really good. Uh, shout out Ash. Ash uh, plugged us with, um, you know, a coworker that he, you know, works out of town with. And that guy had Liverpool tickets. So we decided to make a uh, trek down to Liverpool. That was a great, great experience. But um, uh, yeah, I mean, we were inside the stadium when they were singing You'll Never Walk Alone or when we guess they would sing that. And uh didn't hear a thing. And then while we were watching the game, I swear, like you'll see it uh, again, keep it locked on the YouTube. But we were, I mean, the silence was deafening. It was like a library in there. And honestly, the most, the loudest part of the stadium was the away section where the, uh, the U- union SG fans were just going crazy. They probably brought about, I'd say like 5,000 fans, you know, maybe 6,000, 7,000. Um, and they were just raucous, jumping up and down, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, you know, Liverpool did their thing. Uh, had no idea that uh, Al, Al, um, uh, uh, McAllister's brother uh, played <laughs> at, this, uh, at, this, at this team. So that was interesting. They definitely gave him, uh, the Liverpool supporters gave him uh, uh, some love um, when he got subbed off. So very interesting Euro trip. Again, I'm going to have it out on YouTube. You can check it out. Took took two planes, three trains, and made it, made it happen. Uh, also worth note, um, it was my first time traveling, and this was my first time certainly traveling outside of the country, like uh, without my wallet. I know that sounds crazy. Uh, I'm going to say that again. I did not have a wallet. I had tap, tap on my phone. Um, that was it. That was literally it. I will say I do not suggest it. It was a dumb. <laughs> it was a dumb move on my part. I I I've I'm a f- kind of a futurist, and I'm ready to to get off this wallet game. I'm sick of having a bunch of cards and this and that in my wallet. I'm sick of cash. Cash is weak. Cash is gross. Um, I I don't fuck with it. But uh, so so I, so I've been you know L. A. is pretty good with with the tap these days. So I I do go a lot of places often without my wallet. My my ID is inside of my uh, phone case. So, you know, I, I keep that with me. But outside of that, you know, I, I don't really care to if, if I can't tap, then I shouldn't buy it. That's how I, I feel. Um, so, yeah, I traveled to Europe with with uh, with only my tap. Most of Europe, obviously, Newcastle, I could go to bars and buy drinks. I could go almost everywhere. I, I purchased tickets on the on, you know, on my phone, on the app. Most of those apps have Apple Pay. So the Eurostar, all of those long trains that I took uh, from Newcastle to Liverpool and then from Liverpool to London and then from London to Paris, all was able to all, all was able to pay for it. I got in two situations where it could have been trouble had I not been with a friend. Um, and and uh, and the other situation was had I not luckily guessed my um, my cards uh, security code on the back. I'll, I'll give you that scenario because the other one was just uh, a bar had had no tap. Their tap wasn't working. So, you know, it would have just been like, man, I can't I can't get a drink here. But the second one was the airport. It was at the airport on the plane home. Apparently, I did not secure baggage, checked luggage when I got my <laughs> when I got my flight from Paris back to L.A. 
Uh, so they were telling me I got to pay for baggage. And I'm like, all right, cool. Mind you, I, I've been gone for a week, right? So nowhere else on this trip have I ever had to use a card. You know, obviously, have I pulled out cash or needed cash, obviously. So I get to the air, uh, airport. She tells me I have to uh, pay for this checked baggage, which was insanely expensive, by the way. It was like uh, 120 euros, which is wild. Damn, bankrupt me. Um, I go up to the airport counter try to pay for this thing because at this point i'm done with my trip i'm ready to get the f out of there and they do not have any tap whatsoever and she is not playing like your bag you need to pay for your bag or else you can leave your bag i started talking to her about options of trying to take it on the plane it was too big to get on the plane all that crap so uh long story short is she asked me the the last part of this was that she could type in my card number um, so she asked me if I had it and I didn't, obviously there's, you know, you know, one thing, if you are going to travel or go anywhere and, and, and not have any physical card or cash on you, you need to at least have a picture safely locked in your phone of your credit cards. Um, which I didn't, what I did have is Google passwords, right? I've, I've, I've made online purchases before. So I've clicked on, you know, Google to, save my my card information here and there and i don't actually i don't actually typically trust that but i've done it so much in the past maybe amazon purchases who knows that i did that um and long story short uh i i had to guess the cv code on the on the back and it was a and it was just a wild guess and luckily it populated a field in my phone, which allowed me to see the full card number, which I didn't know, the expiration date, which I would have had no idea. And luckily, since I guessed that CV, it filled in everything on my phone. And then I just screenshotted it and showed it to the lady and I was able to pay. So anyway, all that to say is we are moving into the future where like soon we won't have to be uh, tapping our, uh, we won't have to be carrying cards around. Like it's, it's time to get to the future and tap. I know you see me scratching my face, by the way. Uh, anybody watching on TikTok or anybody on uh, on IG, I did not bring bed bugs back from Paris. I can promise you that I did not experience any bed bugs. Um, I'm I'm definitely sure they were out there. It's kind of wild. The ticket to Paris was very expensive, uh, which is kind of what started this whole Euro Epre ball trip in the first place. I was like, I can't fly direct to Paris, and if or if I'm going to pay this much money, I might as well go see a game. So the 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 ticket from LA to Newcastle was half of the price. That one way was half of the price of a one way to Paris. Um, so decided to go to Newcastle, see the games and, and, and do the damn thing. So it all worked out. Um, so that, that's my little thing about, uh, uh, you know, cashless, cardless uh, living. It, it's, it's risky, but it, it, it worked out in the long run. Uh, I did want to talk about a couple of things. One, yesterday, uh, Chelsea legend Eden Hazard announced his retirement from football. Uh, which is crazy, um, especially considering the career he's had, the last, whatever, four, three, four years of it uh, were, were insanely um, underwhelming and, does not, and, you know, for newer football watchers, uh, does not at all encompass the greatness that is him. Like, this man was getting messy comparisons, right, uh, at, at his height in Chelsea. Um, as a Chelsea fan, obviously, he was he's paramount to my last, you know, maybe decade or so of of joy, um, even though he funny enough, like he he joined just after just after we won the, our first Champions League and he left 
just after or just before we won our second Champions League. But everything in between, bro, outside of Fabregas and maybe Diego Costa was all Eden Hazard. It was all Eden Hazard. So um, res big respect to the legend. Um, I'm, I'm going to be really interested in what he does uh, going forward, man, is always a character. I can't see him doing like much punditry or anything like that. But, I, you know, I wonder if he'll stay close to the game. But man, like, you know, just just seeing the retirement news and going on YouTube and seeing this man's highlights. This man was unbelievable, unbelievable player. And, uh, you know, I hope you have a good retirement. Um, speaking of Chelsea, again, I was overseas, didn't even get to watch the game live, but ended up watching it. Uh, us trouncing Burnley, a good game, uh, a good, good next step on the, the line of progress. Um, I wouldn't call it necessarily a resurgence yet, um, but we're looking, we're looking there. The players who were supposed to be doing the, doing the damn thing are now doing the damn thing. Uh, Raheem Sterling, uh, especially, uh, hopefully he was man of the match. I'm not even actually sure who was man of the match, but, um, was, was, uh, paramount to all four goals we scored against Burnley. Uh, the first one, him just attacking defenders, getting a, def getting a deflection into her, an own goal. Um, you know, the second one, getting an assist. Third one, scoring himself. Fourth one, you know, starting the play that, that it led to the goal. It, it was, it was, it's beautiful to see that boy Raheem kicking. I don't know if y'all remember, but what, 2018, he had City on his back. Aguero was hurt. They were they were having other issues. There were no there was no other other player uh, producing in the way that he was. And so, I, you know, the man's only what, 28. Um, he he's had a already long and illustrious career and he could certainly become like a top Chelsea legend if he just continues to play, just attack, attack uh, players. Um, he's finally getting the pep system out of his head and he's now getting getting back to that more free Liverpool play that he was doing. And I'm I'm here for it. So yeah, the boy the boy Raheem, uh, what more claps from a boy? Because uh, he's balling. Uh, Cole Palmer, Cole Palmer was uh was killing it too. Um, Enzo, everybody like everybody is looking like more of a team. I'm just gonna be interested when like the injuries subside and we get certain people like Reese James back and uh, um, you know Chilwell. We'll see. You know he'll he'll be out for the better part of this month and, and maybe be back at the top of next month. But whew, uh, we're looking good. It's exciting. Uh, granted, it's only it's only Burnley. Um, so <laughs> we gonna have to see. Um, but uh, now that we have a couple of games under our belt, a couple of dubs under our belt, a little bit of momentum, this international break, I'm a little afraid of because it stifles momentum, but it stifles momentum for all teams. So we can hopefully come back and looking fresh. But once we come back straight away, Saturday, October 21st, we play Arsenal. Arsenal, the current, you know, top of the top of the table. Uh, um, you know, it's it, it's a big game for me. All of my friends are Arsenal fans for some reason. So I'm ready to talk some shit and I'm ready for Arsenal. Uh, who else we got? We got uh, after Arsenal, we'll, we'll go to Brentford the next week. Um, we'll play Blackburn in the uh, Carabao Cup. And then we'll have Tottenham, City, and Newcastle, and then Brighton, and then Man United. This is about to be the wildest November to December uh, for us. There's some, some great uh, 
uh, things to watch, soccer stuff to watch, um, especially during the international break. As we know, those those uh, those games can kind of get slow and boring. But uh, yo, uh, uh, vibe with five, right? The five Rio Ferdinand uh, people. Uh, they did an interview with Kevin Prince Boateng. Yo. Kevin Prince Boateng will forever still be one of my favorite players of all time, like easily top 10, Um, not just for his playing ability, not just for being a a black guy who's outspoken, who was racially abused and and handled it, Uh, not just for being cocky, not just for the hairstyles and the flips and all that shit, Um, you know, but but kind of realizing that he had such a tough uh, uh, career. And how candidly he speaks about it, bro. I'm telling you, Kevin Prince Boateng. So if, if you haven't, go check it on YouTube. It was, it's like an hour or so. It was a great watch, man. Just listening to him talk candidly about, I mean, he's been on the field, been on the same teams with the best players in the world, right? He talks about Messi and how, um, you know, uh, how almost robotically perfect Messi is, right? Um, he talks about, you know, being on the field with Zlatan, meeting his idol Ronaldinho and going out and partying with the man. Like, man, he's got stories for days. You know, he, I, I definitely call him a Milan legend. Um, yeah, check that out. Uh, I watched the first episode of the Beckham doc. Uh, if anybody's seen that, um, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. They, you know, they start off right. They start with the the, the big goal that we all know, the goal from half field. Um you know, they go into his relationship with uh, Posh pretty early. Uh, so it, it, it's, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to watch the rest tonight uh, and, and probably give an update on, on my thoughts next next week. But that's a good, good documentary to watch. Um, and now I haven't watched, but I'm going to throw it on. Uh, I'm gonna, it's in the queue. Uh, messy, the messy documentary. It's not about his whole career. It's about him coming into the MLS. Um, and I mean, honestly, if you're not if you're not from America, anybody on TikTok watching not from the States, like how epic that is, uh, is it, it is crazy. Like not only from a marketing standpoint and a money standpoint, uh, but from a, you know, football is here in America standpoint or soccer is here. Um, I'm starting to see it on meme pages, you know, like messy, like normal stuff. Um, and and it's and it's interesting. So. Those are some good things to watch while we're on this international break. Again, you want something really good to watch, go ahead and head over to youtube.com slash ball and uh, make sure you subscribe because I got a couple of vlog videos going out. The last thing I will say about those is I did stop in Paris, though my main uh, point of being in Paris was to uh, go to my cousin's wedding, which you won't see a lot of because, you know, personal, that's not for the vlog, but uh, what I did get to do was I got to walk around the city and roll to one of these neighborhoods that had uh, a, a soccer pitch, and it was the most beautiful sight I have ever seen. I cannot wait to show y'all. It was literally a, uh, a court. It wasn't futsal, though. They were playing with a real ball, um, nothing but brothers, and maybe some Arabs is what they call it, maybe some uh, more uh, North African, Arabic-looking people uh kicking it like they were chilling some dude brought music some dudes were over on the side smoking weed you know i'm from LA. i'm in la right so that's neither here nor there for me i'm not trying to dime nobody out but like the rest were on the court playing there were good players i mean it looked like it looked like an american uh pickup game like like 
how you would see on the blacktop somewhere, like not Rucker Park or anything, but obviously like out in some park, you know, dudes are just playing. It was it was absolutely beautiful to see. Uh, shout out Paris for that. It was it was called Le, F- Le, Saint- Le Five. Le, I don't know why I translated it. It was actually called Le Five Paris. Um, you can look it up if you're ever in Paris and you want to go play pickup. I didn't play. I only kind of went there and watched and, and captured. Um, my, I busted my foot open from the night before on the dance floor. Uh, ne- neither here nor there. All I will say is, again, seeing seeing that amount of brothers in, in France on the court playing soccer, having fun, living their life, just kicking it, not bothering anybody. Bro, it was it was again something you would never you will and have never seen in America, but something that like, you know, that I will try to create something that I want to create in the States uh, at some point before I leave this earth for real. It was that it was that meaningful to me to see that Uh, anyway, I appreciate y'all tuning in. Um, It's the EPB podcast otherwise known as ball around the world. Uh, Again, hit me on TikTok, hit me on IG. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. More stuff coming out, more life, more football. I will holler at y'all later. All right, TikTok. IG. Peace.